0: Can PvP be fun in Dungeons & Dragons? (laughs) Well, we think so. So let's talk Clash of Classes and PvP with our special guest, Garwin. hello and welcome heroes to the crit academy i'm your host justin
1: i'm your guest Carvin. i'm your co host
0: dan i'm your co-host brandon <laughs> we hope to inspire all of you with creative content that you can bring with you on your next adventure you literally can go to our blog right now <laughs> And pick up the tips we're going to be talking about, and use them even if you're going to run a game in the next half hour. Whether it's the monster, whether it's the NPC, whatever it is, we got it all. Check it out.
2: You mean I one know. hour because that's when we'll be done.
0: Oh yeah, one yeah. hour after <laughs> our show. Yes, don't go until that. <laughs> so part of starting this, um, we heard we've got a lot of uh, questions in regards to how do you handle PvP in D and D. Now at the time. Exactly yes not many of us had actually delved into it ian ran us a few i don't know what other ones he's played um and because this was a questions that we had seen a lot we decided that um we wanted to test the theory can beat uh, pvp in fun we wanted to find out so of course we created clash of classes uh once again i want to thank garwin for joining us he's not only a um Emerald patron, but also one of our Clash of Classes contenders, um, and has hopefully been having a lot of fun doing it. Um,
1: oh, definitely.
0: <laughs> so right off the top, uh, top um, of the the get go, PvP in Dungeons and Dragons is something most people try to avoid. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, most or people. Things, yes. <laughs>
0: Why do you guys think that? Because
1: of Cause they're cowards. Because <laughs> <they're> cowards. <laughs> 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 nah, they want to <laughs> avoid the group breaking up. It yeah, what the hardships amongst
3: the players? Yes, so people can attack my characters. <laughs> uh,
1: oh well,
2: and I feel like too, first and foremost, that D and D is meant to be a, in most cases, a storytelling game, and the when you have your players fight each other, that kind of steps away from that. And let's be real here too, people have egos, and when you you have one character beat up another another character, that can brew some egos at times.
0: Absolutely. Um, and let's
2: be real here. Not all players are mature enough to handle it either.
0: Yes. Yeah. I've heard that
1: one game. a lot.
0: Um, so I do want to take a moment uh, before we get too far into this to thank all of our pa- uh, followers, our patrons, anyone that follows us on YouTube. Um. Our YouTube has officially become monetized, which means we'll get a couple extra cents every month. Uh, <laughs> but, but, oh, more, cool. but more importantly... It um, unlocked chat and super or super chat and stickers, uh, which super should chat. allow you to uh, not only support us, um, but also pin uh, comments to make sure that we see them. Uh, any of the revenue that comes in from super chats or stickers is going to go to getting us new microphones and most importantly, a new camera. Because that thing is old as dirt, <laughs> so uh, keep that in mind. And thank you once again for helping us get
1: this Still far. This. All right, so oh, that's the one I want. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck Justin's
0: Garrett. Oh uh, yeah, when you stab me, you asked oh hey, part. you're finally oh. not
1: frozen anymore.
0: Let let let's get back into the uh, the, the the discussion topic of PvP, right? Yeah. Besides and stabbing my ass on the back, I hated that. So, um, so we all know that the fifth edition system is not really designed for this.
2: It's, and yeah, and I'll admit I was like early on, I was like, my reaction was this edition's good for what, what, what you want it to be, as long mm-hmm. as you, you uh play for it. But then especially after we started doing classic class, like you're like my like, crap, this is not built for this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah. that's some of the stuff that we're gonna wanna uh talk about for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Um so one of the, the core things about the 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 system um it comes with its own flaws when you're trying to run pvp um of course that didn't stop us from pitting classes against each other because who doesn't want to know who the strongest class is right right
1: oh yeah that's
0: right everyone um and so this is something that we wanted to do and we've learned quite a bit uh in our experience of running the five different matches and the sixth one that as brandon mentioned is coming up on Thursday, uh, March 10th at p.m. Eastern, please come join us for that. We got returning champions hitting head-to-head against this, the Monk and the Druid. It would be a lot of fun. Uh, yes, system. Um, yes. So come and join us for that. Um, uh, so
3: did we just prove that the strongest class is not wizard? Did the wizard get jacked up last time we played?
2: To, to, to be fair, he built for a one-on-one game and ended up
1: not being a one-on-one game. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Oh, yeah that's
3: right. that, What's yeah. that about the, uh, like, the druid? The like, druid who... Druid well, if there's oh
1: one God. thing we have proven, yeah. it's that it doesn't matter how strong a weak the class is, it's the dice that decide everything. Absolutely.
2: And enough. Garland would definitely know
1: that from his games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, the game can turn around in, quickly. Yeah. In one, I, w- I almost win because of the dice and then lose because of a crit. In the other, almost win because of the dice and then lose because of a crit. <laughs>
0: And it really can go both ways.
2: Or more accurately, because of a failed grapple check.
1: Yeah. Hey, <laughs> um,
0: grapple, so
1: crits, same thing. It all ties together, right?
0: It uh, ties you up, actually. Um, yes. So
1: Get let's,
0: let's <laughs> dig into uh, a little bit of the challenges and stuff that we ran into specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned, uh, crits can change the game. Uh, that the crits in themselves are enough to demolish somebody if they're not careful, if they're not... Mm. Because crits are automatic hits, right? So it's not yep. like you can defend against them in any way. You can only reduce the damage okay. they do.
2: And conversely, mm-hmm. we also saw last game about how fights can become utterly boring when neither fighter uh, opponent can hit each other for like six rounds in a row.
0: Yes. Um, <laughs> that's actually a good point. So <laughs> if you guys didn't notice, uh, one thing that we learned is... Um, how important it is to have a dynamic battle yeah uh the battle has to be dynamic right Mm. um i don't know if brandon wants to elaborate comparing it the last match versus some of the first ones um but the last one we took a different approach in the way (laughs) the (laughs) environmental effects or hazards were uh drawing the it's a, basically it basically was an energy orb that explo- yeah. drew the players in, except for
2: the fact that both players could be going uber awesome
0: on their saves. <laughs> yes, and they were both strength builds, so it really didn't actually affect them that much.
2: I mean, I mean, I will say my defense. I did make a DC really high mm-hmm. for the the strength save, but they could be going like high teens and <laughs> low twenties for their saves.
0: Ooh, Dalcinia's got a good statement here. Could the could uh could it be a thing where the miss is actually a deflection? Of course. Um, definitely. Uh but we already are kind of HP is something that's thin in in, right. in fifth edition, right?
1: Mm,
3: so
0: um you can't afford yeah. to have extra hits, but it's also not super fun if somebody misses. Get, but even then with the whole deflector thing, he, oh this guy deflects.
2: Now this guy deflects. This guy deflects, now this guy deflects. This guy blocks that guy just whiffed
0: right that, that's so, not really
2: yeah. fun either
0: so one of the things that we've done that i think and i'd like to hear in brandon's uh, thoughts on this is we've done blind preparation yeah which basically means <laughs> the players build their characters with the same access to the same powers mm-hmm. and same features and same items but they don't know what the map is they don't know what the hazards are going to be and they don't know who their opponent is going to be what do you think about that
3: i think that is brilliant because of a. Uh, then you're out in the wild, then you get randomly attacked. You don't <laughs> know what you're going to get attacked by. Crikey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Um. Well, like uh, Aaron was saying, it's like, oh, what was it? Was equals equal strongest class? Well, that doesn't matter if you get tag-teamed by eight different animals because you're fighting against a druid. He didn't prepare for a druid. Right. And in yeah. and,
0: and, and Garwin, you got to, as, as a player, you got to experience that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you felt trying to prepare, not knowing what you were fighting or where it was going to take place?
1: It was definitely interesting, like, uh, like, like the, depending on where the fuck you were going to be, there were so many different options. Like if I was going to be on an island, I might have wanted to be a swimming race. But if I, if it wasn't going to be an island, I might have wanted to be more options. Like if I was going to be a wizard, how, how many spells could you have taken to prepare for so many situations that might have gone useless? and
0: yeah. and and that's a good point and there's something that keeps coming across that i'm sure you're familiar with about people asking us to change stuff yeah what do you think about that
2: well we always make it very we try to be as firm as possible and granted there has been one or two exceptions for one reason or another but
0: usually our mistake yeah,
2: yeah. where <laughs> we're saying okay before we reveal what your opponent is where you're fighting you submit your character and once your character is submitted we try to double check are you sure this is what you want and we say yes it's submitted you're locked in yep. you,
1: you yep. got what you got <laughs> and like part I, of the reason honest, for, i quite like that one
0: yeah and part of the reason yeah. that you know brandon already touched on is that it's easy to build a cl- character that's specifically designed to shut down another class
1: yeah oh yeah And yeah. So, so easy
0: And because
3: of that... that Now that we got the brackets, people can be like, oh, I want to change my spells because I know I'm going against this guy next.
0: And this is exactly what has happened recently. We have people asking us, can I change? You know, a druid during a long rest can change the prepared spells. This isn't a normal situation. We don't want you changing your access.
2: And I think no matter how you try to build some things sometimes, sometimes... you're just simply going to be matched up against the pilot. You're not well suited against like,
1: yeah, as much as I hate
2: saying it, no matter how much you try to manage your barbarian, if you go up against a wizard with a fly spell, who has nothing but range attacks,
0: you're going to have a bone. And, and it's funny you like, say that. So uh, I want to touch on that. That's something that I constantly heard over and over and over is that a Eric Okra, a wing tiefling or a flying wizard will win every time. No. But I think it depends on a lot of different things. For instance, We play in a game where uh, we set the map, right? So Mm -hmm. we've been actively trying to make sure there's places to hide, uh, places to take cover. A wizard in the middle of the air isn't really going to do it any good if it can't target and or see you if you're hiding somewhere.
1: Not to mention he's an open target from anywhere on the map. Pop out, shoot, pop back in.
0: And
2: I will concede on some level to a point when I... I think all of us when we do pick the maps, or at least when I try to make some of my choices, I try to, to a degree, tailor the maps to a point where no one player or class will have an advantage over for each other. Yep. Now, and the two reasons for that is... Well, a so the players have fun absolutely, but but more importantly, because let's be real here, we're a podcast, so the audience has fun.
0: (laughs) Yep, it needs to go both ways, and so that that lays into the details of the maps, right? Mm -hmm. So we've had some pretty fun and engaging maps from the island. When I first thought, when you first showed me the island, I was like, "Is that really going to be exciting?" But it's got trees, it's got debris, it's got all these things to hide, and it's got octopuses, (laughs) octopi, uh, in the around area so as soon as darwin's character got too close to the water those tentacles yeah. lashed out and bound him yeah. now we're oh still... yeah now i'm, I'm not
2: going to spoil anything yet you, and you you better not right and <laughs> and we've still been locked on a few features but the current map that we have got coming up on thursday that point that initially pitched it you were like that's sounds kind of window. i'm like but what if we do this yep Go on. What's your response?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's part of our our deal is coming up with interesting, you know, battles and stuff. So, uh, Aaron says uh, a ranger wins hands down. Actually, now thinking about it, when the mage is out in the open, uh, but then again, magic missile built for wizards. Ah, magic missile does that still require line of sight? Yes. So as long I as they're so. fighting, but I do think that if they readied their action, thought to ready their action. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, when the when the ranger it pops out. out? Boom, yeah, and they all release.
2: Now it is worth mentioning, though raw at least, if you do prepare a spell, but the trigger doesn't occur, You'll you still lose can. it. I usually ignore that role
0: in my home games for that for a reason. But that, yeah. yep, I agree. But we we're trying to be as close to raw as we can, right? So, right. um, so uh, expanding on the the blind prep mm. a little bit before we move on to the battle arenas, mm. um, the players have to build mm. utilitarian type characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and
3: I think the best like, representation of that would be the fight in the barbarian fight. Yeah. How often they yeah. get that. Oh, yeah. I have never
0: seen net used more in my life in a single game <laughs> than I did that session.
1: Oh, a... shit, oh yeah. I fell in love with net as soon as I read through it out. Just, yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: That and the island with the uh, Cal traps and ball bearings. Yep. On the yeah. Okay, I'm just going to make sure that he can't get near me
0: and and, yeah. and all those little things that we don't really think of start to become big like yeah. i would have never thought a net would have been useful in front of a barbarian until the barbarian just rolls really poorly and can't get out of the damn net like yeah. that just blows
1: my mind and regardless yeah. of whether it gets out or not he still uses an action
0: yep and
2: and great. the delays yeah and, and as we saw that may burn through a rage and end it yeah yeah because
1: they had to take damage that was my main net. plan with the net the net wasn't there well, to, was to attack hold attack him. it was there to get through the rage
0: yeah you know, and it it worked magnificently. So yeah. um but then let, came a crit. So yeah. <laughs> And that's once again that's that's part of the risk but I think that's what makes it so exciting is you know you know that the match can turn any way at any moment. It's
1: beautiful. Like, a- a I will admit is, I did corner myself between a blob mo- between a monster and a barbarian so that was kind of on me.
0: Yeah. Ooh, we got a good question here. So, Delcidio says, this is cool and all, but how would you handle spontaneous PvP? I had a player whose character literally pulled a knife and stabbed another because of an in-game disagreement.
2: And she admits she also did not handle it well.
0: <laughs> that You know what? Um, I would like to hear a little bit more about why you think you didn't handle it well, but we'll give you our thoughts. Crit happens. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well my, de- <laughs> well, my knee-jerk reaction is when that happens, it may not be a bad idea to say, hey, guys, let's take, fi- take five but then consult each player individually during the five events what their thoughts are or how it thinks they should be handled and try to find the balance between the two of them.
0: Also, That's a damn good answer.
2: something
1: I've heard of and started using a little recently is when it comes to PvP, spontaneous things between players, because mm-hmm. it's a narrative game, ignore the mechanics and go narrative mm. with it. And Ooh, I like
2: that. Actually, I've seen some arguments online, too, even on not-PVP instances. Like, for example, like, okay, let's say on paper you've seen countless times in fantasy movies, shows, mm-hmm. whatever, where Rogue comes by, Knife's a guard, even though on paper they shouldn't die in one hit. Mm-hmm. But then the DM like, is like, but here's the thing, though. You're not in combat, and you want... And they does what you want to do, so... Make mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, that's out of combat situation.
3: We're talking about PvP Right, here. right. <laughs> like a year. No, no i I am thinking very hard in my head how I would deal with that situation yeah, yeah. so for me, I, I get panicked if I have my players at each other's throats yeah. so touching on what
0: Ian said a little bit, um first I think the the establish how the players feel yeah. um it first of all, this should have been something that was already addressed in session zero. but if it's not, or it, it was, isn't. and sometimes it is, and it happens anyway. Make sure that, as Ian said, take a five-minute break, but talk to make sure that nobody's angry or upset, actually, mm. and it's just their characters. Because blatant anger will totally just destroy the entire yeah, situation.
3: Of... It's what is saying.
0: Yeah. So what did, what did Dulcinea do there, uh, Brandon, or Ian, somebody?
2: She went directly into initiative, and as a result, all the players went into panic mode, where three of them were trying to pull them apart, and the other two nearly killed each other. And she talked to the players afterwards, and they were okay, out of game, but they've been nervous about it since then.
0: Okay, so I agree that that definitely... Should roll initiative and then t- take a break would have been a better option. Uh, once again, if they're all within uh, okay with it, that's fine, but I think that's something that maybe should yeah. be handled more narratively. Or maybe you set up a a dueling, you know, the classic slap him across the face, challenge accepted type (laughs) of moment um, where it's a little curse scuffle that's more uh, controlled, I guess. Yep. Uh,
3: This makes me think it's uh, another one of those... Uh, cliche, oh, this is what my character would do, kind of moments. Yeah, you can only do that so much before the players don't <laughs> look to
1: the table anymore. Yeah, that's
3: also true. And I do believe
2: is what my character would do is valid, but to a point.
1: Yeah. yeah. You mind so, if I speak a little bit as someone who's been on all three sides of this PvP thing? I, I of course, yes, allow it. yes, I do. Three, like I've, 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 in, I've initiated sure. it. I've, it's been initiated against me, and I've been the DM. <laughs>
3: it's,
1: fair enough uh, But yeah what i like to do mostly is go narrative with it ignore mechanics and whatnot because what i've noticed as a player and as a dm is that once you go mechanics and bring classes and stuff like that into it everyone at the table gets terrified that some that a character is actually going to die including the one initiated it when his intention was just to spice up a bit of rp
0: yeah and i think that a good way to do that is to Mm -hmm. automatically assume any uh, pvp blows are non-deadly too yeah. Mm. So you might, he knocks you out and you wake up the next morning. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, I told you, don't take my shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
3: it's, it's true. I remember a long time ago, a lot of you already know this story. I was a Goliath barbarian. We were going down some stairs. <laughs> rogue stole a potion, and I didn't notice. And honestly, if I <laughs> yeah. would have noticed, I probably would have turned around and grabbed the rogue and threw him down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. <Get> like, <sighs> all right. Have, oh, yeah.
2: guilt the rogue by having, by, <laughs> by, by getting a camera with the DM, wish reached get my
0: potion because I'm almost dead.
3: Crap!
0: <laughs> 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 Alright, so let's let's talk about uh, making uh, what makes them ex- boring and exciting as far as the arena. So, yeah. having a plain sand arena is the worst thing you can do. Yeah. It is not fun. People will just sit and trade blows. There's nowhere to hide. You can't uh, engage those additional features. Actually, I will say it depends,
1: actually, but it I disagree. Yeah. There, there, there are always options. Yeah, but it does make action. it harder for the right. players to even try and make it dynamic
2: yeah now there was one time where i did use the open arena during pvp play but i will admit up front though it's because i had four players four npcs in play and everything was a monster from the master manual that they were running and the <laughs> twist was and i did not let the players know about this ahead of time when the first player died he's like oh i guess i'm out i'm like yes your character yes your cr1 monster is dead which one of these CR3 creatures do you want to play against now?
3: <laughs> That's uh, I love that. What was it? During our last battle, there was a lot of just blows for blows and they didn't do a whole lot of anything. Yeah. So thank God for the map that we made. Oh yeah. my goodness. Because yes. if it wasn't for that map, yeah. It would have been really yeah. just Boring. Boring, yeah. So yeah, that comes into... them through. People uh, one of them threw the other one off the ledge, and he teleported above, them, fell thirty feet, hit the ground, and that surprised everybody. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I, when, I, when you, you come hard. on down to it, D and D is just dice with math. It so is, without right. narrative or without flavor, it's just numbers on a screen. Yeah.
3: We don't use the M word here. Math.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, um, fine, so let's talk about some of the things that we did that really did well. First of all, the the the, the, the uh, Ian designed a stupid little killer cloud that just chased the nearest yeah. person oh my god that, that,
2: was, that was a good awesome. idea and yeah. i remember beforehand everybody's like that's dumb bitch you watch it that's, that's actually a pretty good
0: idea <laughs> it, <keeps laughs> the movement. it forced them to constantly be aware i mean uh it was in garwin's game so he could probably touch on this a little bit but part of that is it's always after somebody it's always you know so it forces the yeah. p- battle to move around the map yep. and yeah. especially when somebody's hiding in the trees and the other person can't find them Yep. And they realize this thing is chasing the nearest person. They just got to run away and make it chase you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and as soon as I saw it, the first thing I thought was, okay, how do they decide who it goes after? And how can yeah. I use it use it against him?
2: And uh, I don't know if you guys figured it out, but I basically had it move 15 feet towards the nearest character. Yep.
1: Yeah. And I, it was... well, like and When I noticed it went after him a second time, that's mm-hmm. when I figured out it went after the nearest guy. And I, I intentionally made sure I was further away from it than he was.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and that's that and so that's one example of uh spicing up battle one of the ones that i really really liked was the one with the the ogres on chains
1: yep oh i love so, that so uh
0: <laughs> ian des- designed the, the have uh, monsters on chains and every round the chains got longer longer and so they could get closer and closer and closer to the players um which was really great because one of the players finally kind of got on and roped around and uh, scurried around the other character and allowed it that person to have their back to one of these things and when it got close enough it ended up just demolishing them
2: yep the there so, so many these, options with that
0: was oh, fun yep
2: and the Ogre, for the record, did do the ending blow for the game.
0: Hmm. Yep. And oh, yeah. that's a really good example where position matters. You have to be paying attention. Mm-hmm. Tra- take a blow from a, an opportunity attack or get demolished by this yeah. giant thing this, carrying yeah. an axe the size of a car.
2: And it is a balancing act, too, though. Try to will mm-hmm. talk by on the map because, first and foremost, the fight is meant be- to be between the two players. Right, so, right. So yeah. we're trying to create hazards that can... Influence the game, make them more dynamic, but not make it to the point where the hazards themselves necessarily override the fight itself, For or, instance, or take it away from the players.
0: For instance, most hazards can be avoided. Um, yeah. Most of them are choosing not to, or they can be exploited. For instance, when you were talking about Brandon, pushing and grappling and throwing somebody off the edge is a hazard that can be avoided. Don't get close. But if somebody decides to choke a bitch and then throw you over the edge, (laughs) there's not a lot you can do. But that's kind of what we were going for, right? And I
2: did, I will admit, I did take Brandon's suggestion of having being chocked on the edge not be a death sentence because that's kind of boring too. And Yeah, we
0: changed that at the last minute and I kind of wish we wouldn't because that would have been hilarious. (laughs) Like, wait, I actually died? Yeah, because we did that was a, that was literally like two minutes before the show started. That change happened, didn't it? I Maybe.
2: think Brendan made a suggestion. What I thought earlier, I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. It's <laughs> so only a few minutes before we started. Yeah. Yeah, I but, can't quite remember, but at the very least, it was like at the very least, you still don't pu- make death instant in that case and make it a cheat, but you yep. still reward the other player and mm-hmm. damage the other guy, and you still make a danger there. Yep,
0: yep. So I oh,
2: and, I and I think the fact mentioned. that the players did not know about that too, I think oh, made it more. Yeah dramatic we kept
0: saying they go off the edge they're gonna die they're gonna die they're gonna die so the audience and the players thought that um until Mm -hmm. he actually went off the edge and it was just you know (laughs) 3d6 damage which is still a lot at level five so
1: and you know if the game had gone long enough it would have been death oh for sure yeah
0: keep throwing them over the edge there so
3: think of the uh all the matches we've had so far i think three of the maps or three of the matches were determined by something on the map yep Mm-hmm. like the the island was one because of an octopus the one, <laughs> one in the center was one because of an I'm, octopus i'm telling
0: you if garwin would not uh, when you first got grappled by the first octopus if you would have not kept running in the, around the sand where one could reach you i'm sure mm. you would have had that match i would have yes your strategy I, was really really superb and one yeah. was
1: i had to others. try and i had to try and like and like I had extremely good athletics, so I was mm-hmm. kind of banged on the fact that I could escape it, because I couldn't risk the <laughs> cloud getting closer to me, because right, right. then he would well, know where I am, yeah. he could focus in on me. Mm-hmm. And the cloud was the damage. I had to try and get around it in a way where it would still go after him, but I would still be close enough to the tree line to maybe get in there. Right, right. And I said before, I was hoping to put an illusionary image of myself behind the bear trap. <laughs>
0: Oh, I would just like to take a, a huge moment to say um, thank mm-hmm. you to Ian for putting all this stuff together. He's constantly fiddling with Foundry, and thanks to Drew and Dragons, who's kind of given us some pointers yep. uh, on it. Um, he's been doing a lot with that, and a lot of time and effort goes into that, so thank you. I think it's been at least an hour and a half on the map yesterday, just working yeah. on
2: it. So Ooh. I'm or super excited or, for this, this new this, map. Oh, map. yeah, the map is so pretty. Of course, this, this morning.
3: Oh, for a yeah, while. In your I'm starting
1: <laughs> to love you, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I
3: didn't, uh, I didn't have a chance to get onto the map to see what you had. Yeah. Yeah. I clicked
0: it and it was, it was dead already. I was already asleep. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. So, um, before we, uh, move on, cause we are running out of time, we didn't even get to all the questions. So, right. um, questions. there, we had, there was a lot of questions that have either showed up in discord or through the chats during the games.
3: Yeah. All right, let's some well, speed well, answers.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, let's speed through. Rapid fire? Yeah. Okay,
1: let's, we'll go, sh- we'll, 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 let's we'll, just go three we'll, hours. We'll,
0: we'll go down
3: speed them. <laughs> what, uh, what made you want to start running PvP games? I want to know who the strongest class was.
2: P- player, players like to build characters and like to see how they stand up against other, other characters. I want to see what the best class
3: was. <laughs> Me too. I want <laughs> to have fun. Uh, and, that's well, yeah, that's yeah, great. Fun really is a player. really
0: overrated answer. Nice job.
3: Question two. <laughs> Are you concerned about balance?
0: Uh, yes. <laughs>
3: <No>. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. To a point.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, you're right.
3: No. Yeah. With our ruling of you can't change spells and stuff, I think it's balanced enough.
0: I can I can see a statement made for that. All right. Uh, why do you change the types of maps you have? Keeping it interesting. Variety. And learn what works and what doesn't.
1: No
3: one wants to see the same shit over and over again.
0: Yeah. Have you ever can't, watched a wrestling match?
1: Keep yeah. players from literally to- building to the map.
0: Yeah, they, uh, what's
1: that? Keep players from building their characters to fit fit with a map specifically.
0: Oh, that's good. One of our players did that because we revealed the map ahead of time, I think. Mm. Whoops. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's good.
3: Yeah, you ever get a, a good uh, analogy it is uh, the Undertaker? at all of his entrances in the WWE. Oh, hell yeah. It's the same place, different shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. All right. Uh, well, all the maps are, too. They finally put a cage over it and shit, so that was cool. Um. So, uh, what was the reason for going for professional wrestling motif instead of traditional RP?
2: Short version, let's be real here. And I know some people will hate you for their first statement. Pro wrestling is ridiculous, but you can't deny how much they can hype up a situation in yeah! the moment. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: I was I was screaming and yelling at more than one of those things. Like, oh, I can't believe what he did. You know, yeah. shit like that. What about you, B? Well,
3: do you the think fact we... that we're Trailer Park boys and we grew up on WWE. Yeah. And we also grew up watching a celebrity death match. So oh, yes. That was a big <laughs>
0: and and I'd say the bigger thing is, is everyone does the games <laughs> in RP. Yeah. Um, we wanted to be different. We wanted to stand out. Simple yeah. as we that. We want it
3: to be a show. And apparently – it's a show because a lot of people are watching it <laughs> yeah
0: yeah all right like, i can definitely tell you i love it <laughs> what's the next uh question there ian Ooh. what bt are we using and why not another
2: go ahead and start start first justin
0: we're using foundry and if you haven't picked up foundry you need to because it's a one-time purchase and that's awesome yep
3: and i know i, I i've been using roll 20 this whole time i like roll 20 but uh foundry I thought it was not much different until we got into our first map. I clicked on one of the characters and realized, like, what are all these black lines? And just said, oh, that's uh, that's field of view. Like, wait, you mean, like, they can't see behind this barrel? I'm like, yeah, that's right. It's like, oh, that's
2: badass. Technically, that's just the tip. Technically, Roll20 can do it, too. You just have to get the subscription yep. level. But And Discussful. A, I had Foundry in the first place. And B, uh-huh. you can do a lot with Foundry once you get how the program works. And I will be the first to admit I'm still scratching the surface of what it can and cannot do. And you can download bundles to customize a lot of things as mm. you saw with the animations in the last right, up- match right. for example. Oh man, so,
0: I lost man. it when that barbarian raged and there was crackling lightning around it. I was like, Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's getting more and
1: more pretty every now, time. Speaking uh, of someone who has an all 20 subscription at the highest level, getting field of view to function is a pain in the fucking yeah. ass. <laughs> and I think
2: with Foundry, it works very well. You have to put the time into it, mind you, yeah. but once you get it mm. in place. It works,
0: and it does. So it can automate so much stuff, and I can't wait till we get to more oh, yeah. automation to speed up the rounds. All right, yeah. Uh, huh. Brandon, you want to take the next one?
3: Oh, uh, let's see. How did you decide what level features and roles to incorporate? Rules. It For, says, yeah, it says rules. Short version: <laughs> We're trying to stick with raw in the first place, mm-hmm. it, and
2: believe me, I think all of us like do house rule stuff in, in, into the game, but we at least want to be consistent. Yep. And two, I think we stuck with level five because that's kind of a sweet spot, if you will, where it is when the classes, you can start to do a lot with all the classes, depending on how you build them, but they're not too overpowered either.
0: He put such mm. a nice spin on that. I did a poll and that was the top answer. <laughs> that's, and they agreed, basically, right? For those yeah. very reasons. Um, so, uh, yeah. What are our thoughts on Fantasy Grounds? I never used it. Uh my wife says, Why can't we play with three point five rolls <laughs> Oh we, we, we got a we got an email or a message like I would participate if it was three point five. I'm like, well we
1: don't
3: have the time to do algebra. <laughs>
0: <calculus."> <laughs>
1: like um, I was I was about to say we don't have time to pick up a chalkboard and go through an entire formula to figure out who hit who. And don't that's get just, for wrong. Yeah, <laughs> just for grappling.
0: Yeah, don't get us wrong. I like three point five, I love Pathfinder. Mm. I just have moved
2: okay. on. I like the point five Pathfinder fourth <laughs> Shadowrun. Sh- Sh- use the Masterminds. I can go
0: on. Uh, what is our thoughts on Fantasy Grounds? I don't have any. I haven't used it. Um, I couldn't give any opinion on it. Uh, I do think things. it looks pretty. I heard
2: good things. Yeah, I
0: think it's really I great it for
2: good... integrated adventures. And I think you have to pay a subscription for that one as well, too, though. Yeah. So there is a new and one coming
0: th- out that looks
1: beautiful,
2: and it is worth mention, actually doesn't... Heard
1: about that one? Sorry,
2: and it is worth mentioning, though with Foundry. Once you pay the fifty bucks, you have the program.
0: That's it. You're done. Yep. Uh, but uh, it's worth noting that Founders uh, Fantasy Grounds is an absolutely great program because some (laughs) of our products have been converted to Fantasy Grounds. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I totally had forgotten about that. (laughs) Uh. All right. So, uh, do you plan have any plans to expand Clash of Classes? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yes. We're always trying to improve, and we like the what people uh, people like it. So. And we are
2: kind of in the tape stage right now, which is why we. Start off, aside from one script up in that
0: part, uh, PHB only. Yep. And the plan is to the expand expand outwards and stuff. And yeah. Like um, we'll go
3: to the next the next book, which was was Xanathar's. Z- 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 Xanathar's,
0: I think, is the next one we decided because yeah. yeah. uh, yeah. I don't want to deal with the mixing and matching of ability points just yet. Yeah. With Tasha's that introduces all that stuff, so. among
3: other things. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There, things.
1: might start. I so, can't uh, wait until I get my Tataxi.
0: <laughs> Ain't Nobody to be able to catch it You'd be gone. All right. Uh, what is something you would like to see in Clash of Classes that you haven't seen yet? Spike mm-hmm. bit. No,
1: I'm, I'm a
3: big Mortal Kombat fan. fan. my traps. favorite. Pit traps. Pit traps. I feel like this has
2: actually been done. We just nobody, nobody tra-
0: them. <laughs> that island had several them. of them, yeah. and you all avoided them running randomly. So the fact scary.
1: that I the fact that we managed to avoid them tells you we, they needed more pit traps. Need
0: more. <laughs> Hey, I'm all for it, man. I wanted to do a pit trap with a, a, a black pudding inside. Okay.
1: <laughs> put a pit trap in a pit trap. Okay. <laughs> okay,
0: I just want to be clear. <laughs> I just want to be clear as a
2: DM. No matter how you meet hazards or where you put them, they might be tripped off. They might be not. No matter what you try to. Oh do. yeah.
0: I <laughs> see, that's the beauty of it. If they are tripped off, you'd be like, damn. And if it's not, nobody ever notices. Yeah. Uh, all right. No. So for me. The thing that I would like to see that I haven't seen yet is thousands of viewers with holding big signs and cheering <laughs> for their favorite, uh, favorite uh, characters. Yeah. So
1: watch I it catches on. Kind of
3: yeah, and it's getting there more and more every other week. So, yep. Yep. pretty mm-hmm. cool. So, so, what I would like to see is more like, um, I would like to see a uh, cavalry battle so that is oh, something be that
0: we've discussed uh um doing <laughs> uh. doing more of different varieties of, of play styles and stuff um so we'll uh hopefully be delving into that at some point anyways
1: uh we've been talking about A this tournament final. system might be fun but later
0: yeah,
2: yeah. now element i there is one other aspect i going to put at the end when i have done <laughs> pvp <laughs> games in the past especially at home i dip it in and house rules in place to limit stuff for bouncing reasons and we're trying to avoid that for Clash of Classes, at least, because we are yep. to, a, to a point. Yeah. Because we want to at least have players play
0: raw, at least. Yeah, so. we've been, uh, yeah. <laughs> Why did we not call it Clash of Classes raw? <laughs> <What the laughs> fuck? We totally missed out for the double meaning there. I'm to shoot myself in the foot for that one. All right.
1: So Also, uh, Dulcinia, master of understatements.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it says, wow, as transparent as an open window there. <laughs> hey, I don't hide nothing.
1: We know. We <laughs> saw your manscaped, mm-hmm. see the manscaped? <laughs> <laughs> Look, there, there just isn't even a wall there to begin with. You're not you're just, oh. you're not even in a house. You're outside in the field. Yeah. Okay, let's try to get to you. All TV right, now. let's uh, <laughs> Let's
0: let's uh, move on. Um, if you're interested, join us uh, for this Thursday at 8 p.m. on uh, YouTube as we do Clash of Classes, uh, a battle between a wild-shaped druid, you know, Moon Druid, Circle yes. of the Moon Druid, and a open hand monk so come and keep an eye out for that mm-hmm. please join us hey crit nation man it feels like just a few weeks ago we posted something about adorable creatures for our game and man were our wishes answered we just found out about an awesome new 5e game full of adorable little creatures fates and fur haven just funded on Kickstarter, and we are so excited about it. The world of Aloria is a place of mystery and danger where adorable creatures undertake dangerous quests to protect their families and homes. The main hub of commerce and civilization is a settlement known as Fur Haven, a large community of humble furs from throughout the forest. Pastures and sunny spaces Fur Haven is an exciting campaign setting for fifth edition full of colorful characters magical items and spells new races and daring adventures the adorable kickstarter comes with Boxed game bundle for ease of use for even the smallest youngling in the family back it today Rebrand.ly slash crit and pick up a freaky adventure of the lost library. They are so adorable. Oh my goodness! Like, what I thought it was so cute! What, what you didn't think <laughs> I can't oldies? tell you how.
1: I can't tell you how high I, highly, I squealed for a second there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> See, I'm not the only one. It's just so. For those of you guys who don't know, I you know I teach this stuff. Uh, I, I run D and D for kids at church, and I had to do a lot of twinking and, and stuff. This is going to do all the work for me, and it's so cute.
2: And now, what you've all been waiting for: our Unearth Tips and Tricks segment, where we bring you
3: new and reusable material for both players and DMs.
0: Our character, concept. <clears throat> Our character concept, Garwin, do you want to start us off?
1: Yes, yeah, sure. You have Berne Brassig, the male dwarf. This western man is abnormally tall for a dwarf. He has a large gray mantle and cape that has been intricately interwoven into his pastel robe. His whole body is exceptionally muscular. He wears a, col- a colorful flower in his red hair. His eyes are green. And he's always smoking a pipe. Or as the American gods. Who was that? That <laughs> king of the doors. He's five foot four. That's why he's king
2: of the doors.
3: Leaders <laughs> 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 <He doesn't laughs> are taller than everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Personality-wise,
2: yeah. he is a bodyguard, and first and foremost. He believes firmly that knowledge should be universal. He is used to getting what he wants. In part because of his he's a meticulous planner.
3: His <laughs> history, he grew up in a lower middle-class home. But living comfortably wasn't enough. Before the accident, he was one of the most outspoken anti elven activists. Oh, no. oh shit.
1: Those, guys. <laughs> yes, my man.
3: Is, is it bad that I, I'm i an elf lover and a dwarf here? Yes.
1: Uh, out. Hey, the I'm an orc player.
3: <laughs> he was mortally wounded, saved by a kind and fast acting elven doctor. Look at
0: that. Hey, you shut Heresy. your mouth.
3: He has drifted from career to career and currently works as a bodyguard. That sounds like me.
0: Uh his motivations are to sabotage his enemy and remember that duty comes first. Duty, <laughs> duty usually comes second for me. Oh fucking <laughs> Looking at all sides before judging someone who is different than you. So, uh this is a really interesting character because it's somebody that learned something that changed their perspective. I, I uh, and I like stuff like that because I don't know if you what you guys think about it, but I think uh, D&D characters, p- from the player's perspective, they often don't let them evolve or change.
1: Yeah. I will okay. admit, though, I do like the fact that he hasn't completely and totally done a complete 180 because of this one singular encounter. Because it's right, just right. that's <laughs> not how people work. No. Right.
3: Like, think it,
1: it's bothering him. He's thinking about it. He's wondering how, why, what's the angle here? and it's slowly mm-hmm. changing him for a couple more encounters like this over the course of his life and maybe
3: that did make me think of something about uh our emerald game mm-hmm. and for those of you we do have a uh a monthly campaign we're running for the emerald patriot tier. Yeah. if you want to get in on that i'm a player garwin's a player we also have our uh, uh audio audio editor audio wizard ellie She's also a player. Thank you for this, your hard work. By this is DM. That's so much fun. And I keep thinking because uh, Garwin is uh, a half orc, right? Yep. Yeah. And he's a barbarian. Yep. Yeah. And I was raised by an orc. Clan. He not like elves. And this is like saying, like, by the near the end of the campaign, we're like, elves aren't that bad. If he does that, I'm going to shit myself in my seat. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> all right. Not after fighting the ladrons. All right. So that'll do it for our character concept, uh, Baron Brazik.
1: At least Uh, after helping that along.
0: (laughs) Would you like to tell us about our, uh, get us started with our monster today?
1: Our monster
2: today is the Shar. The
1: origin.
2: The the origin is the half-red dragon veteran. Now, Hmm. first off, we're removing a few features. The long sword, searing bite. The short sword, heavy crossbow, and the fright breath.
1: The searing bite is a melee weapon attack with a plus five to hit. A reach of five feet, and it only targets a singular being, so it's to fuck them in particular. So
0: so supposed to be replacing
1: the water sword. Yes. yes. I think mm, I yes. put that,
0: the, the, the parentheses in there as a reminder of <laughs> I was putting. The,
1: yeah. Anyways, Beautiful stuff. It does 1d6 plus three piercing damage with, with the addition of 1d4 fire damage, so it's nice. extra spicy. The tail, that's a melee weapon attack with a plus 10 to hit. You can tell he's really practiced with that one. Breach of 10 feet, a singular <laughs> target to fuck another yeah. one in particular. 1d6 plus 3 bludgeoning damage, and the target must succeed on a DC 15 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Because fuck that. Wait, them. No, wait. But, there's more.
3: That's supposed to be a plus 5. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it the, its tail has muscles on its muscles god Sorry, go ahead. Mm. Uh. <laughs> uh, we've got another feature here called flamethrower the char exhales fire in a 40 foot line that is 5 feet wide each creature in that line must make a dc15 dexterity saving throw take 35 that's 10d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on uh, damage on a successful Direct. one god if the target is a creature or a flammable object it ignites until a creature takes an action <sighs> to off the fire. The target takes three or one d six fire damage to the start of each of its turns. Oh, Charmander
0: <laughs>
3: Charmander Char.
0: Um, so I truly believe every monster in the game should have some sort of feature. Look at that oh. picture of it. Isn't that artwork oh, beautiful? That's, that's our nuts. char. Um, We're also (laughs) going to get sued by Nintendo. Um, We're also going to give it deep breath, which is a reaction. So when a creature hits the char with a ranged weapon or spell attack, it can use its reaction to recharge its flamethrower. All right. For those of you that are looking on the screen right now. And squinting. uh, Well, okay. Uh, Hopefully it's a little bigger for them. Uh, You can see that this is an example of the fully fleshed out stat blocks Mm -hmm. that we create for our Patreons beyond Mm -hmm. what you get on the show. Um, as you can see, not only is it a beautiful stat block, it's got lore, it's got uh, backstory, but more importantly, there's some little details of how to harvest, some benefits you can harvest from this bad boy if you tend to fight one. So um, oh, it's that. really cool. Um, let's take a moment to appreciate this character still does have the multi-attack and everything that comes with the veteran. <clears throat> um, it's just very much uh, hot-headed and, and fire-focused. What do you? What does everyone think?
1: Well, with its plus 10 to hit, it's I, do believe it, I do believe it's the equivalent of being a teenager and the tail's at his right hand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Brandon, something less uh, childish?
3: I missed what he said. <laughs> but it's like something about your
0: child's right hand with the plus 10 to hit. <laughs> i don't know anyways uh, <laughs> so I, I, I i i understand uh, the fact that i made uh, i took basically the lightning breath and combined it with fire so you get like a line of fire oh, yeah. um, which is really nice uh,
1: plasma image.
0: now i want to say you notice that this doesn't have a recharge that's on mm. purpose yeah um because mo- oh, i'm sorry that's not on purpose i'm an idiot
1: yeah it recharge to on that? a
0: five or six yeah it recharges on a five or six and that's why I, uh because originally i didn't have that um mm. and it was on purpose because i was just trying let's just let him breathe fire the whole time then i went with the reaction so when somebody hits him with a ranged weapon or a spell attack he can then uh try to basically force mm. out fire to, to to shoot him back at him i think um anyway anyway so all right uh anyways it's pretty straightforward if you like this, um. And you like the layout, please consider becoming a patron. You get access to this and all the previous ones we made. That's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. I'm thinking about publishing them into a book, at compiling them into a book at some point. We'll see. Another right, one? <laughs> Another one. All yeah. right. We have uh, a pretty
3: good habit of doing that. I already did all
0: the, the – the writing is already done. Oh, we did the UTTs. Oh, uh, yeah. Volume true. 1. Yep. We never did Volume 2 we did. We did Volume 2. We stopped it too though. Okay, three. Uh, We turned it into a magazine. All right, so let's move on to our encounter – After our char wrecks some stuff. Oh, by the way, we're also tying our maps, our adventures, and our monsters together for our patrons. Uh, We're working on that, so hopefully that goes well. All right. uh, Encounter is passing knowledge. The characters hear rumors of a powerful champion accepting any challengers in a one-on-one match. The reward for defeating the warrior is a secret technique. The champion is to teach the first combatant to beat them. The truth is, though, the champion is dying. They have no heirs to pass on their techniques. So they have set out to find somebody worthy. There is more than just solid uh, technique the challenger must possess. A short series of questions determines whether they are worthy, and then the battle is to determine whether they have the skill necessary to advance. Should the champion determine the challenger uh, follows the champion's ideals, they will test their metal of their character and their blade.
1: The champion is a full player class of the DM's choosing. This is a great opportunity to include story-driven multiclassing, access to a particular feat, or even a magical item. The options are endless, but the battle will be one to remember. What do you guys think? <laughs> I, I like it. it. Wow. I, I, it's an I, interesting it. idea,
2: yeah. Yeah. I've seen this up numerous times, but there's a reason why I keep seeing it again, because it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to say this isn't a unique idea. It's happened a lot. Um this actually came from uh, mm-hmm. uh in Sword Art Online. They're
3: examples thinking <laughs>
0: of. Yeah, Mother Rosario, I think, and where uh, you know, doing the same thing. What do you think, Brandon?
3: I'm dying. I need to give you what I know.
0: No. No, please come back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually surprised you mentioned Genkai and Yu Yu Hakusho.
0: Genkai's another example. I Um, love Genkai. She's so awesome. Shut up, Dimwit! All right. uh, What's really cool about this is it can happen at any level. So if you've got a player that wants to become a battle master, for instance, this is a great way to do that. Um, if you want them to multi-class, this is a great way. You and There's just so much you can do with this, and it can Ooh. be a story-driven reason. And it can just be a rumor that's out there, and if they don't take interest, eh, whatever. Um, but it's something that can be mm-hmm. used as a tool uh, for those things that all the other DM, the, those DMs always tell the player. Wow, you should have a story reason for that. I was like, well, then why don't you come up with a story for them? Here you go. We've yeah. done the work for you.
2: Although, I'll admit, my reply is usually, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs>
0: That's the right answer, by the way. You don't need a story <laughs> reason for multi-classing. Do you yeah, know you why? Did, don't. Because nobody in the fantasy world refers to themselves, oh, I am a third-level wizard and two levels in the monk. No, I'm yeah. this person, and I'm good at these things.
3: So you're a ranger?
1: Yeah. and you can use like, sorcery spells? Yeah, I got bored. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, what What in D&D is it that says that when you level as a fighter that you yourself as a character are actually a fighter. What's to say that this—that the hack thing you get on top isn't just part of your character's actual power yep. progression and and, and and not just another class coming into the thing?
2: It's <laughs> kind of the same thing, too. I hate it when, like, DM's house rule, like, let's say, like, a player as they leveled up gained a new racial ability, and the DM's like, oh, you just got that, so you can't use it very well yet.
0: Oh, I hate that shit. Uh, if you suck at homebrewing, admit it to yourself and stop doing
2: it like example, i've seen for example are like the players that uh the races that get wings when they get high level like oh you just screw those you don't know how to use that. like no i'm like like, i'd be like like no screw you i just got these and here's what the game results i can do with that so i can do that yeah Yeah. i agree i'm I'm also not to
1: mention the whole concept for why you gained this stuff is that you trained to get it Yeah. why would you you not know how to use what you trained to get Right, you put
3: 30 hours into a video game, you finally get that airship, and some guys like like, you can't fly it yet because you don't have a license. Hey,
0: you know what? what The fuck, Final Fantasy VII did that shit to me. (laughs) They gave me a plane that was a boat because it didn't fly. What shit is that? I couldn't fix it. It was a boat. (laughs) I was like, this is stupid. Literally, you got the best (sighs) mechanic in the world that's trying to send a rocket into space. You tell me he can't fix a damaged plane.
1: Anyways, I'm a little begrudging I wouldn't him. have been. I do love the concept of a boat that looks like a plane. I hate you. Not that Mike
2: Gilligan's Alan held the professor could make anything out of bamboo and coconuts but can't fix the hole in the ship. <laughs> 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 although, All right. Although I do remember, remember they joked joke one time when they were asking the characters questions, if I was, well, if you were stuck on I was wearing it in
0: ginger. Would you want to leave? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, Gilligan would make me run, though. All right, uh, Brandon, would you like to introduce our magic item today?
3: Our magic item is the Black Dragon Mortar. It is a yeah. wonder's item, and it's rare. This short carved wooden and steel tube is about two feet long and eight inches in diameter. It yeah. is made from the saliva and scales of a black dragon mixed with arcade magic. Mm. One end is shaped to look like a roaring dragon's head. The dragon's head end uh, that's pointed toward a target is open. I'd hope so. And an orb <laughs> of, of slick black... Coating can be, be seen, seen at the other end as long as the Mortar has at least one charge remaining. I'm assuming that's flammable. No. You think? The Mortar has four charges for the following pr- properties. It regains 1d4 minus 1. Yes. Expended charges daily at dawn. Yeah.
1: All right. You're the first black one. Dragon's Breath. Yes. You can expend one charge as an action to lose a 30-foot <laughs> cone of Black Dragon Acid.
3: You're Each creature
1: acid. in the area... <laughs> Must make a DC 15 Dexterity saving throw, or take 5d4 acid damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. <laughs> that is, ow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I they just got a bit you. ahead, head, man. That's ouch. <laughs> I'm a bit of a dick. <laughs> yeah. Additionally, any non-magical weapon or armor begins to corrode super dick. <laughs> a weapon takes permanent and cumul- cumulative additive minus two <laughs> penalty to damage rolls. Armor being worn or carried takes a permanent and additive minus two penalty to the a- to the AC it offers. Nice work with yeah. the synonym. What the fuck, man?
2: <laughs> but wait, Thanks. there's more. As a bombardment, you can expend three charges as an action to launch an area barrage of ascetic projectiles on a point you can see within 90 feet. Each creature in the area must make a DC 15 dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 5DAS of damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. <laughs> Additionally, any non magical weapons or armor begins to corrode. A weapon takes a permanent and cumulative negative one penalty to, to damage rolls. Armor begins to <laughs> carry that, that, that takes a permanent and cumulative negative one penalty to the AC that it offers.
3: Okay. Now, there's Go a, ahead, let there's, me hear about it. There's a meme of uh, two guys in jail, there's a really big guy and a really small guy. The really small guy looks at the big guy and says, I counterspell my player's healing spells. And the big guy goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> That's you.
1: <laughs> yeah, whatever. Now, I... let me just say one thing that everyone seems to get wrong about D&D. <laughs> Nowhere in anywhere, in any official D&D content, does it say that magic items are, are hardier than non-magic items. What do you mean? But the DMG actually does say that. Like, <laughs> what do you mean, hardier? I mean that if Sorry. something damages non-magical items, it should also damage magical items. Unless otherwise uh, specified. I Not unless think otherwise specified, can't yes. can't
0: be destroyed by mundane means, can they?
1: Artifacts
2: can't. Yeah, we can argue this all day. Oh. But anyway, anyway. <laughs> I will point out, though, that the, the one game where I've seen players turn on the quick players players turn on the DM the quickest was <laughs> Get, was when a <laughs> now this was a, a, a little guy. now this was a different <laughs> game mind you than d d but effectively the DM had an enemy cast what was of a fireball onto the entire party mm. and the DM's like oh by the way anything that's not from on you guys is now gone, that includes clothes, weapons that burn so on and so forth and all players like, you you did what? Because there was nothing in the spell that said it did anything like that, and yep. and nothing like that happened in the game previously, mm-hmm. and and I don't think I've ever seen like a DM backfire something so hardcore. Oh, you happen to find the equivalent of everything in the area <laughs> right. around you.
0: There is uh, <laughs> there is part of game design. There's yep. a reason why things you're carrying and wearing don't <laughs> catch fire. Um, yeah. because otherwise, oh, your wizard book,
1: it's gone. No, like, I'm. I am on it. two feet. With regarding this whole and the things you wear or are carried don't get affected by any spell whatsoever. Whole thing, it's like I love it as a player, and I do like it as a DM, but also I hate it as a player in the DM because I can't be as creative as I want to be with my magic.
0: Yeah, um, it's worth noting that this power is based on the, the yeah. rust uh monster,
1: yeah, um, oh, yeah.
0: entirely. So, uh, yes, it's damaging, yes, it's horrible um you're gonna love it that's also why it's a 1d4 minus one there's a chance you might not get to use it yeah um so i kind of gave some leeway there i guess i don't Mm -hmm. know
1: also before the whole chat votes to murder me i do i also rule that magical items are tougher than non-magical items i was just pointing it out yep
0: yeah i'm I'm actually kind of curious about that now um all right so uh moving on to our dungeon master tip addressing problematic situations hey dalcinia brought this up earlier mm-hmm. when you're aware that a situation is unfolding addressing it immediately is the key toward reinforcing your game's boundaries and making back uh moving back toward a fun environment a quick and strong word from a gm can often immediately just put an end to an uncomfortable situation.
3: And I know I've had to step in here and there a few times, too, over the years. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be as easy as saying the following. Hey, what you said really isn't cool. Please, don't do that at my table. (laughs) If the game moves (laughs) on from there, that's great. But if it doesn't, you should always feel empowered to stand your ground and stand up for marginalized players who might have been the butt of a joke or the target of hostility. Yep. fuck that.
2: If something happens during a game and the player brings it up to you later, listen to them and adjust the problems as might be necessary. Now, keyword, might be necessary, because sometimes it might be a whole lot of nothing. And I'm not saying always, (laughs) but I'm just saying sometimes. Because some people can blow up things bigger than they really are. Reiterate to your players that you are committed to making the game fun for everyone and that you value his or her presence at the table. Most importantly, believe the player when they tell you they've been made to feel unwelcome or uncomfortable. If another player has caused a problem, assist it with that player. It's important for you to address a person who has done harm to another and not to punish the individual who's told you they've been harmed. Cobalt's Guide to Game Mastering. Don't.
0: Yes. Co- the, co- Cobalt's Guide to Game Mastering, if you have not picked it up, you need to. There's lots of great, great shit on there. Um. So what I'm what I'm going to say here is we recently had a guest blog on consent, and all y'all crazy a-holes that just suck – stop gatekeeping stay in your mom's basement nobody wants you around you suck everyone should care about others and if you don't be gone with you is that a little too direct don't suck be a human being yeah is that too much to also
1: when i uh, speaking as a by person there's something i'd actually like to point out that some people tend to get a bit weird with is that when someone makes a joke make sure that the person that you know the joke is made in the expense of is is whether they're okay with it or not? Because right, where often I've had someone make a joke and someone exploded while I'm sitting in the back muting my mic because I'm laughing, yeah. and then the whole table <laughs> is ruined and I'm trying to come back and like the situation and we spend like an hour trying to solve everything and I'm just right. there was no issue here.
2: And, yeah, because I've definitely kind of like what you said. said. I've lost how many temporary scenes like someone would make, let's say, a joke about let's say what whatever a person B jumps in. Like, that is offensive to this community. You should not say that. Only for a
1: person to go, actually, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it goes both ways. It's like, be <laughs> yeah. careful to read the table, not right? to go overboard yeah. in any direction. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just being a decent human being is usually how you do that. I mean, we can yeah. all a joke most times, but it shouldn't be so much that it's at the expense of others. Like, yeah.
2: Like, one time <laughs> I can't remember, well, one example I remember Burr, Burr, I had to jump in one time when I ran a game, and I mentioned it on the show before, was I think we can all agree that all players in DMs have been different play styles. But some players... No, can I don't take agree with that. Everyone's and, the same. And some people can take it way too <laughs> far. Everyone's a robot. Yep.
0: Yeah.
2: And, <laughs> and some people can take... it. Can take. That's not how I have, I have fun way too far. Where a hmm. player's like, okay, I just took this much damage. I'm at this much HP. And only for the other another way to jump out, like you are metagaming. Do not say your HP at your table. Your character does not know what your HP is. And I as a DM something like, hold up. When I'm running a game, such activity at my table is perfectly okay. Yep, in accordance with page four of the yep. DMG, you <laughs> are <laughs> not allowed to do that. <laughs> yep,
3: yep.
2: And that and that person scowled at me like, and <laughs> said. Well, I'm not healing anybody who tells them what their HP is.
0: <laughs> well, then, okay. Whatever. <laughs> Get the fuck out. All right. So, uh, that'll do it for our Dungeon Master tip. Our player ma- uh, our player tip of the podcast is... Don't, don't, be, a don't dick. be a dick. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you can avoid dickitude by learning to roleplay a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> Goblins. <laughs> Goblins were... Goblins wear whatever is available, usually incorporating small trinkets, trophies, and interesting things they've stolen in their travels. <laughs> they, these objects usually seem weird or pointless to some, but a goblin's clothes are often patchwork of different materials stitched together over the courses of the years, usually from their victims. Its equipment is usually rusty and ramshackle, but eh, serviceable. Following the codes of conduct
1: or showing loyalty to a leader, goblins quickly get hordes and move on. They are motivated by novelties, be they stolen treasures or new sights and sounds, or even bodily sensations, unique or bizarre. Goblins <laughs> live for sensation, going out of their way to explore open protest or rub up against new things. Often to the disgust of new goblin companions. Oh no no. <laughs>
3: oh come on don't prefer
1: Goblin's receptiveness is
3: curiously selective a goblin would pass over one great treasure to grab a whole bunch of (laughs) baubles. their curiosity is what drives them to a pilfer and plunder they carry out raids and burglaries so they can acquire new things to take back to the warren the warren Home, oh they? yes it's their home uh, However goblins don't covet In the conventional sense They simply take what intersects, Interests intersects, <laughs> interests them at the moment <laughs> They discard it and move on to the next Their warrens are clutched Masses overflowing With ex- everything from golden treasures To shiny rocks They're like OCD oh, the ADHD goblinoids <laughs> Yes
1: yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes Smooth skin is nice <laughs> yes Murder kill yes yes <laughs>
3: the advice, Will! <laughs>
2: yeah. All right, let's see it. Let, let's get it. <laughs> Many goblins are consummate schemers, concocting plans of startling complexity that they hope will generate excitement or riches. goblin riches, that is. Oh, if you goblins are book smart, you mean the toilet paper dispensaries? <laughs> 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 Their genius minds can
3: outpace those of other folk.
1: <laughs> um, so... so...
0: Alicia just said uh-huh. so we just talked about consent and now your goblins are rubbing on people.
1: <laughs> hey, I mean it, does, it doesn't count if the people are fictional. <laughs> I might say uh
3: Silver Wolf here says, or be a uh, Matt Mercer who role played a goblin with a high pitched voice. I will never do anything Matt Mercer does because I dare not touch the sun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, all right. Overall, what do you guys think about this? Pretty straightforward. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, I love goblins. I think they're adorable and they're fun to play. Oh, yeah, they're fantastic creatures. (laughs) Uh,
1: If there's one thing I want to bring in from Pathfinder, it's the Alchemist Bombardier.
0: Oh, God, yes. I love those. I
1: want them because I want to play a goblin with that class. I'll see what I can do. All right, (laughs) that'll do it for our
0: player tip of the podcast. Don't, Don't be, be a dick, dick. And you can you can avoid dick and dude by role-playing your goblins.
3: Which could actually make you a huge dick, but hey. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I had a player who played a goblin bard who was convinced he was a lawyer.
1: <laughs> oh, that's beautiful.
0: Uh all right. So uh before we close out today, um I'm gonna take a moment to say thank you for joining us, uh Garwin. Yeah, No
3: Yeah, Hopefully problem. you enjoyed
0: yourself. Um oh, thank definitely. you for your constant support. Um of the show, the Patreon, everything. You're a blast. Uh, now, as always, we like to give away Fat uh, Loot to our wonderful subscribers. So, Brandon, take yeah. it away.
3: Uh, RPG Fat Loot Giveaway. Big Book of Cats <laughs> yeah. by... What? By Jessica McCrone. Big Book of Cats. Mm-hmm. Lions and Tigers and Cat Bears. Oh, my. God almighty. <laughs> <laughs> cat bearers. Practical Cats. <laughs> dramatical Cats. Pragmatical. Gold. Cats, pragmatical, hmm. uh, fanatical cats, Aller- allegorical? allegorical, allegorical cats, jorkle, jiff, <laughs> 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 metaphorical cats, statistical cats, and mystical cats, from the tiny sand cat to the massive cat Pelag, what the fuck, the book of, <laughs> the big book of cats contains 40 new felines, plus several old friends to delight and devour you, mm. it's the purr film. Oh fuck Purr-fect. perfect for any table looking to evade danger by a whisker or just having a good time kitten around Kaji not gonna uh, not gonna uh, lie when you re- <clears throat> re- like a uh, pragmatical, cast because it was misspelled I read it as pragmatical. <laughs>
0: Oh, is it, is, it, is it spelled wrong? I don't know. I copied that from their thing, so maybe we should tell them.
3: I don't know. am looking at the artwork for a big book of cats. I really want a cat with wings and a horn. Oh, <laughs> awesome. yeah.
0: All right. Heck no. <laughs> kitty, kitty. Cats are dicks as is. <laughs> don't be much worse with all that. <laughs> Spearing you in the ass when you're not looking. All right. Who <laughs> is our
3: winner today, Brandon? Our winner today is Brandon Roy, 30.
0: Congratulations, Brandon Roy 30 Um, If you enjoyed the adventure, please make sure to leave a review. Uh, If you didn't win, no problem. Head on over to CritAcademy.com and subscribe for your chance to win. Time change update for those that watch the stream. Next week, if you are in most of the world, we will be streaming an hour earlier because America thinks they can change the amount of daylight in a day by changing the clocks twice a year. Uh. Known as daylight (laughs) savings time.
3: We hate it. Oh, my God. So stupid. It's not so bad the fall because we actually gain an hour of sleep at night, so I don't mind that. But in the spring, we gotta spring forward. Get it?
1: And, I don't know. Try
3: being awake in the transition. It's, it's stupid. It's
1: so dumb. See, there's one way to fix this. Uh, stop don't doing do it. About, just, just <laughs> level Iceland. You don't get sun anyway.
3: <laughs> yeah. We can all thank Ben Franklin for this shit, by the way. No, America's the only place I know where someone thinks they can make a blanket longer by taking an inch off the top and adding it to the bottom. It is so, uh,
0: <laughs> such an American thing. Oh, my oh God. yeah. All right. So if you enjoy the show and you'd like to support us, please visit us at CritAcademy.com. Follow us on social media. Leave us a review. Please uh, make sure you subscribe and watch us on YouTube uh yeah that's our preferred
3: you know, platform every episode you do this and you still haven't learned where the fucking buttons are
1: yeah <laughs> never here Shut watch watch around.
3: okay uh the subscribe button for youtube is right over there that's uh, not right at all it's actually right
1: over here. here actually
2: it was correct
0: me like the, uh, screen <laughs> see why i'm confused you don't even <laughs> know, know. trying to talk some shit actually he was correct. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh do that. that'll do it for our show today i am your host justin
1: I'm your guest, Garmin.
3: I'm your guest, Dan. I'm
1: your guest, Brandon. Thanks for listening.
0: Keep
3: your blades blade sharp, sharp and spell, and spell for better heroes.
1: heroes. Gotta look at the lights.
0: Please come and check us out. We're gonna be doing another uh clash of classes. Look at that. There's a there's a another Russian bot. I was gonna say there's a Russian <laughs> bot. Aren't you in the middle of something right now? <laughs> like, what the hell? You got enough time to be doing that shit? All right. So uh
1: Hey, that's how you know oh, we got in the big league.
0: And-